0: Morning everyone, morning. Uh, let's pray and then we're going to watch a, instead of a Bible reading, we're going to have watch a video for our Bible reading. Um, Lord, thank you for the story that we're about to hear. Um, Lord, I know that so often I come to church without the right expectation of hearing from you and having my life changed and the direction in which I'm walking tweaked into the, by the way that you would want me to walk my life. And so Lord, I pray for each of us now to open our hearts to what you might have to say to us and open our ears so that we can listen. And Lord, that you give us grace in order to be obedient to what you might say. In Jesus' name, amen. Great. Thanks, Hazel, for finding that. It's a really fun video. Uh, we're going to do a memory verse as part of today's uh, teaching. Um, it's the bit that's in bold. I should have put these on the seats before. We to pass them down your aisle, um, we have got about 40 of them, so I think make sure children have them. Um, because there's no prizes for adults. <laughs> um, you, if you can remember the bit in bold, children, then you get a chocolate caramel Freddo. Um, and you know what? Because I'm feeling generous this morning, um, it might be pretty exceptional if you can do this, but if you can remember all of it, or even just more than what's in bold, I'll give you two chocolate caramel friendos okay let's uh, read this passage together so this is from the book of Hebrews which is in the New Testament Um, and uh, we're going to think about it again at the end of me sharing this morning before going into our reflection groups Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us, so that we may run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Brilliant. So you get Fredo, children, kids. Anyone under the age of 18, sorry. If there's any left then there might be some for adults too. Has anyone, uh, I've not watched enough of this as I would like to. I'd like to watch all of them. Hands up if you've watched The Chosen, that's uh, a TV series um, showing uh, the story of Jesus. Hands up if you've watched The Chosen online. You can get it through an app. It's really, really good. I've not seen all of it. But one of the things it does do is, uh, when you read the Bible, especially the Gospels, um, there's loads of ways that you could put, interpret the Bible and particularly whether Jesus is being stern or whether he's being has a smile on his face. That makes a massive difference as to how you read the Bible. And my uh, reflection on spending a lot of time in the Gospels is he's usually got a smile on his face or a smirk somewhere. That Jesus is more playful than sometimes we might understand uh, him. So there's two different big emotions going on. The disciples are taking things all very seriously because their life actually is not actual danger. Uh, but I think Jesus is being quite playful in this. And actually, we'll get on towards the end of this story where it's not just I think he is, I really hope he is. Um, otherwise, I'm just a bit worried <laughs> if, he's, if he's being completely serious. So uh, as we saw in that video, the disciples, they get into the boat and Jesus, meanwhile, is praying and Jesus uh, walks on water straight away. I think that's quite playful um, that Jesus, knowing that he has the power to do so, decides instead of getting in a boat it's a, probably the most Bruce Almighty moment of the gospels that and if you've seen the, if you know the bit with the fig tree um, where Jesus curses a fig tree that, that walking on water and the cursing of the fig tree are the most Bruce almighty bits if you 've seen that he he doesn't need like pull the moon closer to, to have a more romantic date Bruce. Um, I haven't seen that film for a while. Um, and so Jesus is walking on the water because he can. Um, but imagine that there are big waves. So it's not, just, it's not as often you might imagine it, that that video is good. But you, we, might, we sometimes imagine Jesus serenely walking walking on the water, you know, just completely calm with the moon behind him and the stars. No, this is like a huge storm going on and the disciples are seeing intermittently this thing on the water with the waves blocking it and then they see it again to the point where that would be, that would be really quite scary. But one of the scariest moments of my life was canoeing with my dad in a storm in Northern Ireland, Loch Swilly, I, I didn't think I was going to make it. <laughs> and had there been a premonition of a ghost or something in that time as well, I would have been. It would have been all the more scary. And so they are shouting out, uh, "It's a ghost," which I think is logical. You know, <laughs> if you see something walking across the water, and they, and Jesus says, it, "It's it's me." Um, And uh, Peter, of course, is sceptical. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. If you know anything about Peter, it's like a classic Peter thing to do, what he's about to do. And Jesus says, okay, come on. At this point, I think Jesus is taking, uh, Peter is taking things really seriously. And I think this is not so serious for Jesus. It's like, okay, come on then. And so Peter gets out of the boat and begins to walk on water. As you saw in that video, uh, his reaction would have been, oh, awesome. Um, (laughs) And he's walking towards Jesus. His eyes are fixed on Jesus. And whilst they are fixed on Jesus, he can do what Jesus is doing. And his mind is filled with peace and just filled with Jesus, the reality of Jesus. Um, but it says that the winds and the waves came up and he began to sink. My guess is, is that, it doesn't say this directly in the scriptures, but my guess is, is that Peter's eyes were taken off Jesus and onto the wind and waves. So they were taken off Jesus and onto the circumstances of Peter's life, pressing him in that moment, worry and suffering, distraction, anxiety, which were wind and waves <laughs> crashing across um, Peter's feet. And he began to sink. And Peter cries out, Lord, save me. Jesus, save me. Immediately, Jesus reaches out his hand and says, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now this is the bit where I really hope Jesus is smiling. I really hope and this is I bet in the chosen he's it's with a smile. You of little faith why did you doubt? Or why why did he doubt? Because he knows the laws of gravity and well, maybe not at this point because we didn't have Newton yet or Archimedes constant but just common sense, you know, people can't walk on water. It was the thing that he was sinking because of the reality around him. So I really hope Jesus is smiling. And as soon as Jesus then gets into the boat with Peter, the idea of him picking him up whilst also walking on water is a, a kind of a strange image. Um, but as soon as he gets into the boat, the storm is quieted, um, and they, they, worship, it says they worship him. It says, surely you are the son of of God. There's this thing of this person who seems to be able to speak to the waves and winds, the storm, literal storm, but also the storms of life, and bring peace. They worshipped him and called him uh, son, of, son of God. I've just been on holiday in Philae, and I um, we had a moment where my dad still likes canoeing, even though I, I don't get in the boat. Um, <laughs> uh, but my son, Zeke, and, I, and my daughter, Ivy, they, um, they were in the canoe. Um, and uh, my dad was kind of in the water, letting the waves hit up against them. He, uh, I, I saw it happening, because I was playing beach tennis with my brother. And my dad thought it would be fun to kind of let them surf in on, on the waves, on the beach, and I I saw it happening in slow motion, but from about 100 metres away. The boat just slowly going, tipping over, capsizing, and Ivy and Zeke tumbling out of the canoe. Uh, Ivy fell out some distance away from the canoe and was mortified, like (laughs) crying and uh, very angry with Granddad. But Zeke actually was nowhere to be seen. Zeke was under the boat, Um, and uh, I ran... I probably was there within... It wasn't 100 meters because I was there in 10 seconds and I'm not faster than you said, but... <laughs> I was there quick. I was talking to my mom on the phone yesterday. She was like, I can't believe how quickly you came. She's Irish. Uh, that's my terrible Irish accent. <laughs> she actually sounds more Canadian. Um, and I, like, scooped Zeke up. And uh, he, was, he was quite distressed as well. Um, but actually was fine because... He actually, he, he felt safe. He felt safe because how quickly he was rescued. Um, and then he got, actually, he got back into the boat because he, he felt safe enough. And the next morning, he uh, opened my bedroom door, the place we were staying, earlier than I wished he would have. Um, and he, the first thing he says, more, more, he, I don't know why, Zeke, is he, is he like he's kind of southern, I don't know why. Morning, Dad. <laughs> morning. <laughs> I fell out Granddad's boat. Did you? Yeah, what was it like? And he went, <laughs> That was his impression of nearly drowning and probably an inch of water. But, um, but it's just so interesting to see that um, the circumstances of what happened with Zeke were quite scary. You know, He fell out of a boat and was under the boat for quite a while. But because of who his eyes were fixed on and who he was filling his mind, i.e., his granddad man i 'm not sure about his granddad, but his dad would never let anything like bad happen to him. Um, this story is really easy to use as a metaphor for we, we know we had bad storms last year didn 't we? Um, it was like around March time, really bad storms. loads of trees fell over, loads of trees fell over in Heaton woods, and yet it 's a really good metaphor for the storms of life. Um, Hands up if you know anything about the storms of life. I think we should be all of us, right? Storms of life. My life has been very, very stormy over the past year. Lots of circumstances, uh, reasons to distract me, uh, to make me anxious, um, things that really are a kind of suffering, um, where... Uh, It felt like waves and winds were battering against my life. And as I've experienced this, my experience with talking to other people is, this is most people. Most people either currently or can remember a time in their life where it was really, really stormy. Things were really difficult. Um, And just like Peter, it is easy when these things happen to become distracted, to keep your eyes on the wind and waves, to keep your eyes on the circumstances of life. Um, and uh, I don't think that necessarily is a wrong thing. The wind and the waves were very real. It's not like Jesus shouted from the boat, think positive thoughts, <laughs> good vibes only. Uh, Jesus, uh, Peter, it's, it's more a, a matter of mind over matter. Like He didn't berate him from the boat. Um, The wind and the waves were very real, and the things that you are going through are very real. And it's, you know, some preachers might tell you that you, you know, uh, say a prayer and click your heels together, (laughs) and all these things will go away, but uh, they won't. And yet, there is a reality, a saviour of our souls, a friend, a helper, uh, a a saviour, Jesus, that as we fix our eyes on him, it doesn't necessarily change what is going on in your life. But this is when testimony comes in, when when people's stories. I have found, and have found talking with so many others, that as they fix their eyes on Jesus, they could get through the storm. As they uh, fix their attention on Jesus... The things of this life grew strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. He has the beauty and power of Jesus has this amazing strength, uh, ability in our lives to quieten the storms uh, that that we're going through. In the reflection zone that I'm leading um, there where we'll ask some questions, we'll be thinking more about how do we fix our eyes on Jesus? How do we build habits and practices that help us do that? Um, but some of us are going back to school. My, children, my kids, uh, Ivy's going into year one. Um, and even as a nation... There's really big waves hitting us at the moment. Lots of circumstances that are quite scary and clicking heels and saying a prayer doesn't make them go away. Inflation is quite scary. I was doing the maths on my energy bill. And I was whoa, oh gosh. And that, that's, not, as in, that's not a storm just in my boat. That's all of our boat. It's that language of around in the pandemic, we're all in this together in a way, Um, in a way we are. Uh, War in Europe, uh, instability, possible instability with China and Taiwan and how that will disrupt global supply chains. If we think we've seen disruption in global supply chains now, it's nothing compared to if things go awry in the South China Sea. And though that's a big story, and yet each of us have little stories, uh, circumstances, waves and winds that are buffeting our boat. So um, I wonder, let's spend some time, maybe 30 seconds, just thinking and maybe even asking the Lord, what what are the things that are buffeting my boat at the moment? Um, so let's 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 be quiet for a minute, and then uh, we're going to get into groups and we'll we'll share, uh, if appropriate. What are the things that the circumstances that are keeping your finding yourself distracted for any reason? And this is, I mean, the reason I can share this is it's not like. Oh, and that's really bad that you're distracted. It's because this is me. Like, I find myself distracted by the circumstances of life, away from Jesus. So let's, let's be quiet for a moment and think, and then we're going to get into groups. And just, if you can share, it's really good for us as a church family, if you're new or you've been here for ages, that we can be somewhat real with each other and share things from our lives. So let's get into groups of about four or five, and, and we'll share just for two minutes. Um, and then we're going to wrap up with thinking about our memory verse, having some uh, tests, guys, <laughs> front row. <laughs> Bring your things so close. Everyone will want to keep on sharing and maybe carry on your conversations over tea and coffee after the service. I want to pray quickly, actually, even I only heard the things that were shared in my group, but there will have been things shared all over the room. Uh, Lord, we acknowledge the wind and waves that buffet our lives, the circumstances that are very real. Um, and Lord, I pray that you would give us grace. You would put other circumstances in our lives, friends, surprise encounters with you that help us to keep our eyes on you and above the circumstances. Of our lives, and Lord, help us to help each other in jesus name amen we 'll we'll just quickly do the memory verse these guys these guys were just ready to smash it so uh, let 's any children in your groups? If you can, if you, if you, without looking at it, can repeat it to an adult, then you can put your hand up, and you can, and then we're gonna, then we're gonna have a performance from the front row. Okay? Yeah, they can. They we could. They can do it at the front. No, they're not shy. Okay. So Hebrews twelve verse one. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us, so that. We may run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy set before him, endures the cross, scorning his shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners. So that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Yeah. Well, we've found the way forward for motivating people to read the Bible. We're going to have a big chocolate bill um, over the next few months. Anyway, thanks, Nathaniel, for sharing. Thank you for your reality as well about the things that are going on in, in people's lives. Um, we're going to have a bit of a chance to spend a bit more time thinking about that. Um, we, at this point in the service, we sort of split into groups, and you've got a chance to choose a group which sort of... Uh, you find easier to engage with so over here Nathaniel's going to have a bit of a sort of chat zone a bit thinking about some questions at the back there'll be a bit more of a creative zone and in the chapel is something you can do just by yourself reflect more reflective so we've got maybe about 15 minutes just to engage with what we've been thinking about this morning and we'll call, I'll call us back together okay thank you